episode of Zing This, but I've got a special guest with me today, someone who, uh, how do I put this, who has been involved in many a blurry photo, many a podcast episode, yes, I have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Flora. Welcome back to Zing This. Hey, what's up, Zigger? How you doing? I, I'm, I'm doing great, doing awesome. Wanted to have you on for our honorary Halloween week episode uh, to discuss stuff with podcasters of the paranormal. And I figured it's about time we had you on <laughs> for this discussion. Yeah, I'm honored. Thank you. So um, I'm, I'm going to hit you with a few hard-hitting questions first. Um, what got you into the realm of podcasting and why paranormal? And I... And I have a date for you, too, of um, when you, according to your own website, got into the world of podcasting. And I want to know, how further back does the, your, the podcasting bug go with you? Well, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about this uh, over the years. And I listened to podcasts before I decided to make any. Mm-hmm. And this was, um, I would say, 2000 probably six 2006 2007 ish uh that i was listening to podcasts and at the time i wasn't i didn't know exactly what it was you know and uh i didn't know what a um what it took to make a podcast or i i wasn't even in that mind space but i was listening to a second city podcast i was in chicago and um, they would just talk about, it was, uh, I think one of the music directors for the main stage at second city. And I was listening to that, um, about every week, you know, whenever they, I think they put out a weekly episode and it was interesting because, you know, I was into improv and sketch and stuff in Chicago and I wanted to just hear more and learn more about it. And so that was, uh, that was a pretty interesting, um, experience to listen to that but i i didn't connect the hey i could listen to uh, a show like this that i'm interested in you know in just about any genre um on a a mobile device or you know download it or whatever and and listen to it (laughs) i I didn't put that together at the time and it wasn't until a couple years later um that i started listening to paranormal shows and uh i was I was really interested in the subject matter, um, and this, you know, that that spans new age stuff, uh, cryptids, ghosts, UFOs, conspiracies, uh, and and a lot of the stuff I was kind of like trying to see if I could find out what the origins were to new age beliefs and to conspiracies, and if there were anything to those, you know, that I should be worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would listen to, uh, let's see, stuff they don't want you to know. I would listen to. That's there a was good a, one. Um, it was, yeah, it is a good one. Uh, still is, and I would listen to this show. These uh, these 
gosh, I, I can't even remember the name of it. These two guys out of uh, Georgia, uh, I think they went to the University of Georgia, and um, they would talk about uh, a lot of conspiracy stuff, go into things like Freemasons. Um, I think they talked about the Georgia Guidestones, maybe some. In you know, it was it was just some wild uh, things I had never uh, really heard of before, and it was really fascinating to listen to, and it got me asking questions. Um, and so I started, you know, watching uh, YouTube videos, um, things on like Dyatlov Pass that really got me hooked, and I. Um, I would listen to some old Coast to Coast episodes, and this whole world was kind of new to me. Uh, I had never really followed along in uh, paranormal stuff. I'd always been interested in monsters, mythology, things like that. Um, and then for the world of podcasting, I kind of got into um, being on a podcast with an improv team uh, I was with in Chicago. My improv team just wanted to do a, a podcast where they, you know, we just kind of sat around and uh, acted like fools. And that that was the Damascus Steel um, <laughs> Steel cast, uh, it was called. And because um, my, my improv team was, was uh, Damascus Steel. And this had um, my good friend uh, uh, Jay Gish uh, in it um, and his, his girlfriend at the time, Kate, and then uh, uh, our buddy Jason, and then Dave Stecco was in the group. And uh, I would bring, I started bringing topics um, that were related to these weird things I was listening to because I wanted to talk about it and see what they thought and, you know, just kind of get these stories out there and, and just be like, hey, do you guys, what do you guys know about the Fae? You know, what do you know about gin? Like, let's talk about these this weird stuff that goes on. And Dave really kind of picked up on that with me. And, you know, we would be the ones really having the conversation while everybody else was kind of, you know, uh, following along and throwing in what they could. But uh, Dave and I were really running with it. And I just, I was like, hey, one time I was like, do you, do you just want to do this? Like, uh, you want to spin our own show off and, and kind of just talk about this stuff together? And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. And that was uh, that was in 2012, and I think we recorded a, a couple episodes um, before we actually launched the show, and and so it was the summer of 2012 that that we actually kind of pulled the trigger on getting that stuff uh, on a recording, and then um, August of 2012 is when we officially released and uh, started out with uh, Alistair Crowley. Mothman and Nikola Tesla; those were basically our our opening salvo. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then yeah, it's it's history ever since, basically. Yeah, I I, I got the Alistair Crowley episode or Crowley episode pulled up. Uh, August twenty eighth of twenty twelve is when, according to your website, it was put up. So, I mean that that is almost well. Next year it will be ten years of podcasting for you. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to make it there. This is like, to me, it's kind of like a marathon, and, and I'm in like the last uh, at, at leg of it or whatever, you know. And I'm I'm trying to will my muscles to keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, you've done over two. Uh, 
No, it's way more than 240 episodes. It, I mean, you had, you had extra you had, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I was about to say Bullstone, um, Candy Chats, all the other stuff you've done. That, that, that number has to be close to what? 300? I would say I'm actually looking on iTunes right now just to see because sometimes they list how many total episodes there are. No, I, I, I can't find it with how they've revamped this, but, uh, I, I would say easily over 300 at this point. Yeah. Just yeah, with so, all the extras and, yeah, the, like you said, bullstones and the, now these round tables. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and your episodes, part one and two, where you do a A and B yeah. right, thing. Right. Um, yeah, I don't number those differently. <laughs> I, uh, God, I, if, if there, there's one thing I can go back and do with Zygnus, it would be to number stuff differently. Cause now I'm just like, <laughs> it's just one episode, just, just episode one to whatever we're at now. I'm not numbering them differently. And then yeah. I immediately, I'm like, we're going to do a side episode where I'm going to number it differently. And just, uh, <laughs> it, it's just one of those things for my files. I like keeping track of them better, but you've done so many episodes covered so many topics. And I feel as someone who's a fan of this stuff, as much as you've done, it is a drop in the bucket for how much is still out there that you could do. So I want to hit you. I want to hit you with this. Is there a, um, to, 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 to use this terminology, is there a white whale of a topic that you haven't been able to tackle yet? Or that's always been kind of vaguely on the outskirts of getting a hold of. Yeah. Yeah. There is actually, um, you, you, you might be able to guess this. Uh, I, I was going to make a joke, but I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to. Let me see if he gets there himself. I, The one that I, I want to do um, and just haven't felt – with podcasting, you, you maybe you can back me up on this, but with these topics we cover, sometimes it's got to come to you. Most times. I mean, for me, it's got to come to me. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But if I'm not inspired to do it, I don't want to do it because I won't do it justice. And the one that uh, I'm waiting for that inspiration to get to me is Atlantis. Yes. Uh, that, I mean, you could probably tell better than I can. I know that's something that was teased long <laughs> ago. And probably, probably from season one, yeah. And I've made wise cracks about it on stuff we've been on together. <laughs> Before too, and I was just because I was like, I wonder if there's something else that's even bigger than the Atlantis episode, but I wanted to see. So, um, I mean, you you kind of hinted at the research that that you know it is a big topic, and you want to do it justice. Is there any particular part of the research that that's, that's holding you back, or is or is it just it just doesn't feel right right now? It it's mostly that. I've got a bunch of books on the subject, and I haven't made time to read them, but I want to read all of them. Um, and I will say that I, I've started reading on some books, and I've trashed them. <laughs> I mean, I haven't trashed. I've, I've you know, gave, given the books to, to used bookstores or whatever. But there was one book I started, and it was just about this dude's, like, vacation in Greece. I And, and I was so, like pissed off i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> that he wasted my time trying to talk about atlantis and this but it was really just all about him and and you know what a great vacation he had. and i'm like man come on like nobody wants to hear this put some 
put some information out there, even if it's, you know, not verifiable or credible, at least people can read it and see what it's like. So I've been collecting books on the topic and I've been trying to aim those books more towards the factual or credible or something that's not just like, well, here's what I think and here's my opinion. <laughs> so I just have to read the books and then I'll be in that state of mind where I can start formulating a script for it. Um, and I think the, 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 the size of the topic, the scope of it, um, is it's intimidating uh because you've got mythology you've got you know some kind of actual history in there that you can try to to dig up um then there's uh there's all the different kind of offshoots of atlantis like the uh like the civilization of mu mu or mu mm -hmm. uh lemuria yep. and then you know it, it can even kind of bleed into things like the um, the the mystery uh, islands and and what am I trying to? The, I, I'm trying to think of the uh, the the uh, oh God, this is uh, tedious. Um, I'm I'm talking about High Brazil and uh, the things the, like the Fate of Morgana, yeah. like um, and I can't think of the the halluc It's not hallucinatory, but it's it's um some kind of vision. Uh, trick or mirage anyway um then you've got um uh, the the ancient alien aspect or the the pre civilization like the the super ancient civilizations that came and went before you know um uh, the dinosaurs or whatever <laughs> or maybe in between <laughs> um but there's so many aspects to it that it's a little daunting uh i i sort of had a taste of that with zoroastrianism Mm -hmm. And Dave and I were going to do an episode on Zoroastrianism back in the day. And this is this is something that um, might sound weird, but the research can sometimes lead you to dead ends. And it's the type of research uh, you're doing and what you're using as your research. And what I started out with back then was listening to um, some what I thought were podcasts about Zoroastrianism, I think they were basically just r religious um, podcasts that, that were as if um, uh, like a, a Christian preacher were going through the books of the Bible and, and kind of talking about the philosophy of it and this and that. It, was, it wasn't informational enough uh, for what I wanted to do for an episode, it was really a lot deeper than that, and I, I wasn't ready <laughs> for that at the time. Uh, and so eventually I, I got some help on that one with uh, Jason from Dra Dragons and Genesis. And mm -hmm. I, I was able to put together a much more, what I thought was informative and um, just a, a summary of what that religion is. And I thought it, it 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 was the timing was right for it then, and and the way I was researching was better, and um, everything came together for that one a lot better. And so when I when I had started it, you know, years before, I just kind of went in the wrong direction or, or wasn't ready for how to summarize a religion, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I. 
I, I completely understand. Like I said, Zygmunt deals with such heavy topics as, um, what's your favorite Marvel movie? So I completely <laughs> understand when it comes to trying to break down someone's entire, you know, philosophical. Bel- no, I'm kidding. It it pales in comparison to what you do at uh, most of the time. So I I it's one of those things. I I truly am amazed when I listen to your shows. With the amount of research, that's why I wanted to ask. You know what? 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 What is the hurdle you mm-hmm. you have with certain episodes? But yeah. um, my other follow up to that is, how close have you gotten to do? Like, have you recorded an episode and started editing? Been like, this isn't this isn't gonna happen now, or this this isn't working, and then tanked it. Have you ever gotten to that point? Is there some lost episode of blurry photos? Well, there is, but it's not not exactly for that reason. Um, there was a, there were a couple of episodes early on where we had um, equipment malfunctions, and, and later on too, and and well, and <laughs> later on, um, <laughs> but there was um, there was one where I I I had to re-record some of my parts because uh, they just. They they were ruined by either static or some kind of electrical discharge in the in the mic, um, but it would come and go, and it was not something we were able to monitor. So that you know that was frustrating, and then it got so bad that one episode, the whole episode, we had to to redo after recording it, um, and it ended up being fine and and actually great, but the. I, I do wonder I don't think there's any way to clean up that audio and I do wonder like what was missed in that that lost episode cuz we felt good after we recorded it and then when I listened to it in editing I was like we can't use this it's just <laughs> like the whole time so yeah it it's there is a lost episode but I don't think it uh, it could ever be um found or 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 used Okay, I, I was. It's just something I wondered about, and I've been asked that myself on for Zygnus. Is there anything you've ever? And I'm like, no. I mean, aside from editing a few things here and there, most of the time, if we're going to record something, we get to the point, record it. Now there has been like audibles, like we are hitting record, and it's like, you know, what, let's do this topic instead. But I was like, overall, like we put everything out there, so I was wondering, mm-hmm. as a fan of your show too, like, is there any hidden? episodes but i guess there is the one um can i ask what the topic was or is that also hidden that one's gonna be a secret (laughs) all right all right i wanted to ask maybe someday down you know down the line but for now i'm still keeping that one close to the vest all right all right i'll I'll wait for that and the atlantis episode at the same time (laughs) got it um it it, 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 lo and behold it was actually the atlantis episode um (laughs) uh so like i said 300 ish episodes of the podcast you've covered many many topics over the years and i know i asked you about this once before when we were both standing in the middle of um uh, i don't i want to say a bog almost i want to say that's what um point pleasant west virginia when we were on that bus tour where we were standing (laughs) around accumulates to that one time but um (laughs) what topics like you've done a lot of topics and you've done a lot more since then are there any topics that have, like, I don't want to say scared you, but, like, doing the research, like, you clo- like it's like, I, 
I close the book. I put this aside. I need to, you know, step away for a little bit. That I've creeped <laughs> you out or anything that kind of makes you feel like bumping the night, run run up the stairs when you turn off the light sort of feeling. Sure. There's, um, I, I haven't done too many involving the topic, but um, the, the concept of demons uh, mm-hmm. for some reason kind of gets under my skin. Uh, I can't. I can't read the stories or do research too late at night if I'm if I'm talking about demons or exorcisms or things like that. And I've tried to figure out like what is it about that in particular that uh, that can really get to me or shake me. Um, I think it might have to do with uh, the fact that there you know if if you believe in in angels and demons things like that that there are forces greater than us uh, that can, if they want to, control us and really destroy our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I, I think maybe it has something to do with that. Um, but just, I guess that would be the closest thing to like uh, nerve-rattling evil that, that exists in the world. Uh, personally, I don't believe in, in demons, uh, angels or demons. And so it's kind of funny that I, I let myself uh, get kind of uh, kind of shook by that stuff. Uh, but that would be that that has noticeably been one of the things when I've been researching that um, I've I've noticed has has really got me like chilly willy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that is actually I I remember we were standing there beside our log <laughs> uh, waiting for the bus tour, and you said the exact same thing while we were watching a ton of people awkwardly climb over a log. So, um, no, it, it's it's it was one of those moments where we were doing something so mundane. I was paying attention to like what you were saying, but for some reason, it's just etched in my memory of there was that log across the like path that everyone's having an issue like climbing over. As you were like talking about demons, and I'm like, yeah, that log's really in people's way. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Um, by, by, by the way, fun behind the scenes thing for you listeners. This was, I'm pretty sure after we had gotten yelled at on the bus for giggling too much. If so. that was, yeah, if that was at the TNT area, that was, <laughs> yes, it was, uh, yes. <laughs> we had been shushed, uh, summarily on the bus, um, <laughs> because we were just being jackasses. Oh yes. Big, big, big old jackasses on that bus. It was fun, but apparently the person in front of us was not a fan of that. Um, they, they, they took their Mothman seriously. They, they did. Speaking of taking stuff seriously and my ability to segue awkwardly, you have, like I said, once again, done plenty of episodes. What, what has been one of your favorite topics to cover? Like, what well, you did know, you get the most enjoyment from? I, I loved learning about Spring Hill Jack. Um, that's always been one of my favorite uh, characters. And because he, he doesn't really um, fit in a bucket very well. He's he's not really a cryptid. He's not really an alien. He's not really um, a, a, an Irish dude uh, just going around grabbing titties. So <laughs> it's uh, that, that one, I think because it was so... Um, obscure and wild and you know it, he scared people um mm-hmm. but it but it wasn't really like a um oh my god we have to worry about this thing coming and killing us kind of thing uh that that has been a, a very fun one uh to cover the there have been some that were i i don't know like 
I've enjoyed doing research uh, on a lot of them. Um, I, I I really went ham on a couple of, of episodes, and that that was a ton of work, but it was very enjoyable and, and fun to learn about. And those were uh, the Limp Mansion in St. Louis, and the um, uh, the story of John D. That was fun Ooh. to learn about, uh, just because. I, I like it when there's a lot of of stuff that happens and it's not just like, well, they saw a ghost in the attic, you know, yeah. and then maybe maybe they died a week later or maybe, you know, some people have heard voices. No, it's like there were there were multiple suicides with the Limp Mansion, the this whole like beer uh barony went down. Uh, it had to do with American history at the time, talking about the World's Fair and prohibition, and um, just a lot of uh, a different topics. When when a when a subject t- touches a lot of different topics, it it automatically is uh, just more amazing to me. Um, John D. Of course, you've got Queen Elizabeth, and and you've got the English Reformation that's happening at the time. You've got um, different people from history like um, Mercator the guy who's uh, famous for the map you know that he made mm-hmm. that um, has taught America how how amazing America is uh, and, and, <laughs> and bigger than Africa or whatever <laughs> um, and uh, let's see there was uh, I think Francis Drake was was in that uh, Frobisher there was there, there were so many um, aspects to the John D story uh, historically, which which I just found fascinating. So it's it's when topics like that have a lot of reach, and they they um uh they they encompass more than just a simple ghost story. That's what I really like. I also enjoyed uh, the Lost Cosmonauts episode, um, just because that was so grounded in history and reality, um, but yet there were. Uh, th- there it leaves the door open to possibility, even though most of it is is uh, debunkable, or you you can uh, find the origin of it. Yeah, because um, isn't that the one where it's the two brothers, like the supposedly, guys, yeah. yeah, recorded like a woman burning up, but they had a sister, and all the Russians, like very basic Russian, and probably like 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 wasn't that the one that where it was all fake? Yeah. Well, okay. They're, or, they're, sorry, sorry. Debunked later. There, yeah. Their role in it uh, was pretty clearly um, fabricated, and and um, it, it it comes down to uh, when when you can be a detective on some of these topics and and actually um, come come to some conclusions. That's also a lot of fun. And with this one, it was like the things that they said they recorded uh were like a heartbeat um this this woman's voice you know talking about it and and different a couple of different aspects that aren't they're not really able to be recorded Mm -hmm. that way like you you can't or at least at the time you couldn't get heart telemetry recorded on a like whatever they is satellite dish or whatever they were using <laughs> radar dish um so there were there were inconsistencies where it's like oh well if you know if you're saying you're doing this 
it's impossible to do this. Therefore, uh, everything you're saying now is is made up, and you got to take it with a grain of salt. That you know, when you find a conclusion, when it leads you to answers, that's a a, a ton of fun um, as a podcaster doing this and researching these topics. So yeah, stuff like that. That was one of the, the one of the things that was interesting about that um, particular episode. And then um, I've really enjoyed ones where uh, it, it's a it's a full production kind of mm-hmm. a kind of a thing, not just me, but so like the um, the Barnabet axe bur- uh, axe murders. Um, mm-hmm. That one was uh, uh, a really great collaboration. Um, Roxanne, who helps me with uh, the podcast uh, and is going to help on the documentary coming up, she's she's helped us with that already. Um, she I'll she get was to instrumental. that. I'll get to that. Don't worry. Okay. She <laughs> was uh, she was instrumental in finding people in Louisiana around her um, that would be willing to contribute. You know, reading articles, uh, talking about uh, the the case itself. I got a couple of. Um, uh, professors and cops to to talk about it. So like it was more than just me telling the story. You know, it yeah it became a a more of a production stuff like that really comes together. Uh, and I really, um, I really I don't know. It's it's kind of a magic thing when when it comes together well like that. No, it is. And I mean, you you've done a great job. I know that there's other episodes you've done like musical episodes and stuff in the past that that that, that you've done that have been I I know very well received by a lot of people have thoroughly yeah. enjoyed them and you and you have a very dedicated fan base. Um you also and this is something I'm hesitant to touch on because I will poke fun at myself immediately for this. You have had some amazing guests on your show over the years, which I then immediately tried to get on my show through the connections I'm able to make with you and other people. Um, <laughs> if you just want to run down a few of them, go for it. I don't want you to be like, "What? who's your favorite? But um, just what were some of the more interesting ones you've had on, in your opinion? Well, you know, the thing, I, I, this is not a cop-out. This is me actually saying, like, the thing about having experts and, and people who are more tapped into this stuff is that you, you get that perspective firsthand, and it's there's, there's a lot of information um, that is exchanged, and uh, the discussion is, is uh, more interesting than just telling the story, I think. So... Um, I've, I've, man, you're, you're right. I've had a ton of people on, um, that have had very great perspectives on the stuff. Deborah Hyde, um, and Chris French, both from the, uh, well, the, the part of the UK skeptics, um, uh, Lynn McNeil, uh, has talked about folklore. Uh, let's see. I, I just had, um, um, a, a gentleman on to talk about uh, 5G. Uh, he was a, he's like the, uh, uh, man, I, I can't even remember his title, but it's an international thing about uh, uh, non-ionizing radiation. Um, mm-hmm. And he was from Norway. Uh, I've talked to Danny Robbins from um, the BBC uh, shows, uh, what is uh, the Battersea Poltergeist. He just had a new one come out, uh, so I might have him back if, if I didn't scare him off, um, <laughs> he, let's see, who else have I had on, um, 
numerous podcasters. It, oh yeah, yeah, and that's those. These are just um, these are just folks I've talked to um, to supplement the shows and and just to do an interview with. And that's yeah, that's totally not even mentioning um, fellow podcasters and colleagues to to talk mm-hmm. about stuff, which is always uh, a ton of fun. Uh, Benjamin Woolley, he helped with the um, the John D episode. He he was a, a D person, and I don't think he does many interviews, so I was really honored to have him uh, on for that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, uh, there's been a, a, a ton of, of great guests uh, over the years. And as, mm-hmm. as you do it more and meet more and, and connect with more people, then you just get more, um, people to come on and, and, and talk to you, you know, and, and, um, Shannon Legro of Into the Fray, uh, mm-hmm. She she's very well connected in the community, and sometimes she'll just send me somebody and be like, "Hey, they've got a book out. Do you want to talk to them?" And you know, and that's been nice because um, uh, I've I've talked to Ken Gerhard um, through her. I just talked to a gentleman uh, about black dogs, so there's going to be an episode uh, coming Ooh. out that's all about uh, the black dog phenomenon. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's it it it's pretty amazing. Um, I, I, I've met different people along the way. Um, Rosemary Allen Guiley, who unfortunately passed away before I, I could get her on the show, but she was incredibly nice. Um, and I'm, I actually met her when I met you at the, the Mothman festival that year. Yeah. Uh, Lyle Blackburn met him. I haven't gotten him on, but I'm sure, he, <laughs> I'm sure I could, uh, I could have someone vouch for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the nice thing after doing it for 10 years is, you know, you can have people be like, oh, yeah, I know David. Uh, you, it won't be too much of a waste of your time. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, but not too much. Just, just a little, you know. It's just an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been great. No, I mean, like, like I said, I, I was more shooting at the podcasters you've, you've had connections with because a lot of them, like, I've come to know and everything, too. And it's just like, I mean, not to um, not to put the, what, what is it, put the cart in front of the horse or whatever that term is. Um, I, I know it's been said before, your show was a big inspiration for me to do Zingness, even though um zingness completely ignores a lot of the paranormal we'll cover it from time to time out of just my interest in it and the co i mean the other two hosts interest in it (laughs) but blurry photos was a big like i want to be a podcaster and you guys inspired me and i know you've inspired other podcasts too and it's just it's it's really cool how I've gotten to be able to know you and, and work with you and have you on and then kind of branch out from there to get to know other people. Derek Hayes, um, the Hysteria guys, like stuff like that. It's so cool how like there's these connections that slowly grow and grow and grow that um, I like I was able to make to you. You were able to make to other people and it just continues to grow. So like I said, I wanted to take a chance to say thank you for the inspiration and that's why I wanted to ask you earlier what inspired you. Oh, well so. that's humbling and and thank you for that. I I um it, it is really nice because we can kind of um we we kind of have a uh a, a group of friends now, you know, that we can reach out to, talk to and and people mm-hmm. for the most part from from my experiences and and this is probably pretty unique in life just in general is that um, the colleagues that we work with, 
uh, are all people that we like to work with and they're nice and they'll they'll do stuff for you and they'll they'll help you and you know they're most of the time they're always there for you so yeah um it is it's it's a really great community um there are you know there are shows and people and stuff i'm sure that are out there that want nothing to do with us because they probably think we're <laughs> we're jackasses on the bus ruining their mothman trip but like they're they they for the most part stay away um mm -hmm. but you know if if there is a, a a podcast out there and you maybe you feel this way too but if you're out there and you want to you know collaborate or or just talk to um one of these shows that maybe inspired you or whatever just do it just talk to them and send them a message um don't don't be scared you know it, it might be a little intimidating uh and i'm saying that because i've been in that position and um heck and, i was in that position when i sent you, you the were, message you, yeah, I, I remember I, you sending the message saying you know you you miss 100 percent percent of the shots you don't take so yep. <laughs> I, I I was about to say I'm sure it's some like I like your show please have me on I I'm I I could I do good with podcast yeah I, I make laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> but no so, I mean it was one of those things where I'm like I gotta try this I'm like there's there's I'm like I just I just want to get into the mind of these people and yeah. work with them and now several years later I'm bugging You're you doing all it. the time for stuff. <laughs> well, several years later, we're we're uh, streaming on Twitch together, which is fun. I know, I know. Um, but uh, my inspirations, I guess, I, I would say, a lot of those early shows that I I mentioned, um, they they inspired me to, at least if not podcast, at least look into the topics and try to learn more about them. Um, and I'll I'll give credit to you know Ben Bolin from stuff they don't want you to know, um, the guys at, on that. Um, uh, that one conspiracy, I can't believe I can't remember the name, but it has literally been probably 10 years now since I've listened. And I think they, um, they went their separate ways. Um, but uh, anyways, there's, uh, those, those are the, the big ones I would say for me. Um, I, I don't know that there's any one podcaster in general that, that has, uh, that has inspired me particularly, uh, besides maybe like, you know, like I said, Ben Bolin, um, uh, just because like when I watched, uh, his, uh, Dyatlov Pass episode back in the day, that really creeped me out. Um, yeah. and I think it was his delivery and, you know, the, the story itself, but yeah, there's been, there, there has been inspiration for sure. Like that. Uh, speaking of inspiration, um, Walk if if you don't mind walking me and the listener through like what because you like to shoot for obscure cryptids or obscure topics that are still within the realm of the paranormal or the unknown, but they're kind of the lesser known. So walk me through like the process of like how do you stumble across these topics? Are you just sitting there look outside the window and go? I don't think birds are real and then start typing. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could come up with <laughs> something that profound. Um, I, man, it comes in so many different ways. Um, I'll get something suggested. 
uh, I will be reading an article or something and something jumps out and I'll be like, well, what the hell's that? Um, is there more to it? Uh, or I'll just, you know, see books or, or be reading a book and, and find a topic in there that's like, well, I haven't heard much about this. Um, it really, it really comes from any and everywhere. Um, because there's so many topics, like you said, the, you know, this, this could go on forever cause there's so much stuff to talk about mm -hmm. and new stuff is, is coming up every day too. You know, you, you've got sightings still happening and that's one thing, but now that all this UFO stuff's kicking off and, um, disclosure has always been a topic, but I, you know, probably never been closer. Um, so stuff just, um, stuff just comes to you. And then, um, I will maybe do something like I want to do an episode on blank and then I'll start collecting, uh, the research for it and seeing if there's anything worthwhile or if it's, you know, long enough to do an episode on, um, and uh, so, like, for instance, uh, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but the um, the episode I'm working on right now uh, is all about uh, haunted railways and ghost trains and things like that. And that's something I've been wanting to do for years. Yeah. So, like, um, uh, I'm, I'm finally pulling the trigger on this one. And, um, you know, I'm finding there's there's a ton of stuff about it so it's uh it's it's taken a little while to put together but i'm uh i'm in the middle of of writing uh, my script out for it and uh it's exciting i i'll probably be able to do a second part of it down the line somewhere too oh i i don't doubt that you'll have not only be able to find more stuff but probably have listener um responses to that of because i know that a lot of those ghost train things are much like and i will once again, stealing from you guys, Goatman sightings in like everywhere has them. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, trains, uh, yeah. Like originally, I I got this book. It's all about American ghost trains, and you know, I read it and flagged the stories I wanted to include or follow up on. And then I was like, I can't just make this American centric, you know. Of course, I I want to represent the world in in this stuff. And so I start looking at international. Uh, ghost trains and hauntings and, st and things like that and it just you know the floodgates just open I'm like well now I have to cut a few of those stories from the American one that I'm gonna mm -hmm. do because this will be forever but um, uh, that that'll that'll give us plenty of fodder for a, a second episode if people enjoy this one you know so yeah that's awesome it, and and the other frustrating thing is Sometimes you, you're going through and you see something in the research and you're like, I, I want to follow up on that, you know, or I'll, I'll include this or maybe I'll get uh, get this quote from a newspaper or an old book or something. And then it's um, it's in another language or it's only available in that country or something, you know, and so you you try and try to get it or track it down and, and you just can't. It's 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 a wall. <laughs> so it's it's frustrating sometimes, too. But like I said, there's. There's so many more things in in uh, the topic to talk about that um, you just drop it and pick uh, next man up, you know. <laughs> All right. Um. I, I I got a few. I want to. I got a few things I want to hit you with real quick. Um. Talking to you, knowing you, and everything. I know that you're skeptical of some stuff. Um. I know on a recent roundtable, me, you, and Derek had a very interesting discussion about um. 
oh, spiritualism, I mean, ghost stuff like that and yeah. and everything. So I, I, I want to hit you with a few well-known paranormal stuff and, and your, and what, what your thoughts are on them. So, um, I think I've asked this one before on the Meg episode, but, <laughs> um, do you think Megalodon still hunts our oceans? Um, no. Follow up. Do you think there's stuff in the ocean we have not discovered yet? That could be a 200%. large creature. 200%. Yes. All right. Bigfoot, yay or nay? Uh, nay, uh, because... Uh, Boo! Episode I, over. <laughs> <laughs> that was the trap! Oh no! I stepped on the landmine. Um, only because I, I think there are plenty of areas that uh, that uh, something like that could live in and be hidden in for an extended period of time. But to procreate and to have a population that doesn't genetically fall apart um, I don't think, I don't think it could survive anywhere like that without someone figuring it out or, or seeing it. So All that's, right. that's my, that's my take on Bigfoot. All right. Um, I'm going to do a distinguishing thing here. I'm going to say UAPs in the sense of unidentified aerial phenomenon. Sure. Um, and yay or I, nay to that. Yay or nay to it existing. Yes, as, as as something like actually, you know, what I should have started this with. Have you ever seen anything that technically would make it onto a? Oh, I don't know, some podcast maybe called Monsters Among Us, where somebody <laughs> reads off emails in a very um, Casey Kasem esque voice. <laughs> if, if if such a thing Here's existed, top forty paranormal <laughs> countdown. Um, personally, no. Um, okay. Do do I think people? Do I think other people do? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but because yeah. um, I couldn't remember you, if you had, if you had, yeah, it on, I can't remember if I've asked you before. Not not that I can recollect anyway. Um, but I I think the key word is unidentified uh, because it could be something terrestrial. It could be something man made. Mm. But if you're at the right angle, it could look completely alien, completely yeah. foreign to to what we know. Um, so I, I think people see stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, uh, ex extraterrestrial and the videos and stuff that have come out, you know, I, I don't know one way or the other, like it, it could go, um, that it's, uh, that it's real, that it's something that is extraterrestrial. It could be from another military. Um, it could be complete misidentification it could be hoaxed you know there's a lot of different uh, paths it could take and i'm i i don't have the tools i think mentally to uh break it down to definitively say one way or the other in those uh in those cases now the reason i wanted to say you know the uap is i want to follow it up with what about ufos as in there is a creature in there from another planet or an ultra terrestrial, if we want to use that term, hmm. what are your um, thoughts on that? Cause I'm like, I feel like that should be distinguished. Cause I truly believe yeah. that there's stuff in the sky. You can't explain. Do I believe it's some alien from halfway across our galaxy? That's a little bit harder for me to grasp onto and say yay or nay on. Sure. Um, 
I always kind of wonder not if it is something like that, if it is an extraterrestrial. I wonder why it would be here doing this, acting this way, because they act in in very with with very human characteristics uh, in these stories. And so, like, why do you need to hide? Uh, or what? What is the you know? Why don't you have the mechanism to to cloak yourself if <laughs> if you've yeah. made the interstellar journey? If you have all this technology, but you don't have this this one extra technology, or um, maybe they they are um, they're using some kind of combustion combustion engine or something you know that where you see the 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 uh, almost as if a fighter jet is is taking off or um it it's the the systems they use in a lot of stories i question sometimes the veracity because they seem very um based in the times that that they're witnessed and the technology of those times um, so, you know, there, there's little things that, um, little, little ways to question and think critically about stuff that, that you pick up along the way, I think. But, um, I, what are they doing if, if they are here, if they've made this, this journey, which we already know is completely inhospitable and it's, it's hard to fathom the, the distance that they would have to travel to get here. And then they're just kind of like hiding clouds, um, or poking out slightly. circles. You know, yeah. like what? What? What's the point then? Why here? And what? You know, is is it a scientific thing for them? Are they studying us? Are they beaming us up and probing us? I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. That seems very. That seems like something a human would do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. The 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 one I want to follow this up with is. Um, I want to ask you about time jumps or missing time or like the time skips thing where like all of a sudden I'm in some 1800s house or I see some, you know, like not a ghost, but I see right. like you're, something you're in like a that. Different, completely different time period. Yeah. I want um, to ask you about that. But first I want to point out that there are people that have the whole like, oh, well, obviously these UFOs and all these things are just time tra- are just us from the future. Oh. So what? It's got to be like, hey, Frank, you got to go back to uh, 1952. There's a farmer out in the field. He needs to see an object in the sky. So just do a flyby real quick. And that's what we use time travel for to make every UFO report legit. <laughs> that's that's a very specific uh, and imaginative um, explanation for it, I think. I, I think we're going to kill ourselves or the planet before <laughs> we get to that point uh, that we have uh. that technology. Um Especially so if I, that's what we're going to use it for, is just to go back in time to make to, every yeah. UFO sighting well, credible. At that point, like, that, that, I doubt that would be the way to alter the future for the better. Just making patterns in the, in the crops or making, you know, um, Bubba see something in the sky and, you yeah. know, have him shoot at it or something. I, it, you know, the time and chaos theory and things like that are, very um <laughs> they're touchy things like you could say well if bubba shot at the thing in the sky he didn't shoot his um significant other later that night in a drunken haze or whatever and and then that person went on to you know 
save the world or I you know you could make a an argument for it of course um, yeah and then we're gonna get in the time travel like discussion which automatically makes my brain shut down a few levels because it's like <laughs> well wait a second how did that person originally see that thing is it, it has that time traveler always been there or is it something yeah, where is yeah. there a where time did it with start what's the beginning ah yeah, yeah, it's one of those paradoxes where it's like I love time exist. travel. Yeah. I love talking about, but um, yeah, I love it too. But it is a instant brain aneurysm of like <laughs> I, it's confusing. On that note, what do you think about people's reports of time skips or you know just so, time places that are out of time? The the time skip sense. things they they're always the the slips and the the slops of it. They they're fun stories. Um. To me, probably ninety percent of them are either um, completely fabricated, or they are um, uh, some kind of misinterpretation of of what has happened or what has gone on. Uh, but they're still interesting and and worth looking at, talking about, hearing, because um, uh, I wouldn't say they're completely impossible, just because of our uh, understanding of physics at this point. There are um, theories, and I think math that backs it up, that um, you know, a person could be walking down the street um, one second, and the next second they're turned around walking the, the opposite direction. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's like a mathematical possibility somehow. And I, I don't, of course, understand it, but I have heard that along the way um, in theoretical physics. And There's another one I've heard where, like, technically, theoretically – your clothes, if you put them in the dryer, could just fold themselves. Like there is like a like one in X number, this, that, or the other. That through like chaos and all this other stuff, your your clothes, you could open a dryer and your clothes could be sitting there folded. I would I would love to live in that universe. I I, I say. I mean, the, the one time it happens, though, you're not even going to realize it. Probably you're just going to be grabbing your stuff and not even think about it, and then be like, wait. Oh, and no. then if, that's, my, yeah. if my clothes were folded, I would know. Because <laughs> that's a podcast what I wish for would happen. <laughs> um, we have a podcast episode on it. Not, not that the dryer folded them, that they were just folded in general. That physics folded them. <laughs> um, so I, I think there's a door open, or at least a window, for the possibility of, of wild things happening. Uh, just in in the sense of mathematics and theoretical physics that we have yet to understand. Um, I also think that that is not an excuse or evidence for the existence of things happening. Just because we don't understand or don't have the tools to measure it doesn't automatically mean something is real or a phenomenon is actually happening. So I think that's an important distinction to make too. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't have that understanding or the uh, uh, grasp of it because it doesn't exist. Because there is no way to have an understanding or a grasp of it. So, you know, a lot of things you just got to um, keep keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, we don't, there's a lot we don't know, but there's a lot we do know. Well put, sir. Um, got, got to follow up with, with, a, with, with another hard-hitting question now, so brace yourself. Is there a Lego set that you want but have never been able to obtain? Hmm. There, there have been several. Um, there are some that I, I think you could find, and 
they're not out of the realm of uh possibility of getting like there's the um they they had a few years ago the the uh the Lego Ghost Train set uh actually talking about ghost trains. I thought about getting it on eBay on it's brand not, on um, brand. It's not a, a break the bank type of set. Um but uh, I just, I, I haven't, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. <laughs> Basically, if I see it out in the world somewhere, maybe you know, for less than two hundred dollars, maybe I'll get it. But, <laughs> um, if there are there, I'm trying to think if there are any others because it's just been fairly recently. I've I've started uh, getting more actual sets and stuff instead of just the minifigs. Um, mm -hmm. and and I don't know. I can't think of anything in particular that I'm like, wow, I really missed out on on that one. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Um, I've been able to get a lot of the ones I've wanted recently, which has been nice. Uh, so okay. I, I, it's a it's a lame answer, but I, I really can't think of. A, oh, I. Do you have I just any? wanted to hit you with it. Uh, um, okay, let, let me see here. The Coliseum is one that I like desperately should get, and I keep on th putting it off. Um, and, of course, the Lego Star Destroyer, because I have no clue where I'd put either of those, so that's sure. my biggest thing. Um, you you Lego know about that, that, that Coliseum, I, I've... Because we you have it. No, we, we didn't oh. get it. Um, we were going to, and then when it came out... There's something about it that's just lacking. I feel like it. It first of all, it's the current Colosseum. It's the ruins of the Colosseum, mm -hmm. so it's not even the full deal. And then like the the little plate that it's on, and it has a little bit of a an outside uh, strip to it. There's nothing to it. Like we, my Annie and I, my wife Annie and I, were like, if they had this in the original um build of it like the how the Colosseum was back in rome uh in the in in the ancient days um and they had like maybe vendors or stalls outside of it you know or act an actual gladiator match or chariot race or something that would happen inside like there needs to be a little more to it and and so we we actually chose not to get that one just because we were like it's huge and we can't do very much with it, you know, because we take pictures of them, and there's only so much you can do with the ruins of the Colosseum. <laughs> Especially when it's not to scale to the rest of, um, like, minifigs or anything. That's true, too. Yeah. So, uh, so thoughts on the Titanic, speaking of giant, oversized things. And this one Man. is, like... Actual Titanic, not sitting on bum, the ocean Titanic. I guess we've got to distinguish <laughs> right. that now. Right. It it looks great. Like um it's pretty amazing. I have no idea. I have no place to put it, you know, like like you said. Um I I don't know if we're going to if we're going to go for that one or not. Um it is it is pretty amazing though. I I think I would get that before I get the Colosseum. Okay. Um, but so I remember uh, you had talked about the Colosseum a while back, so that's why I was wondering. I was, and then I, I was mentioned excited exactly. about it. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then I was immediately disappointed. <laughs> it, it happens. Um, That's what she said. I, it... Slow clap there, or pretty fast <laughs> clap on that one. Um, 
No, I mean, there, there, there's plenty I'd want, like I said, but it's just on the fact of getting them. Do I want to display them? I mean, I got the Seinfeld set, which mm-hmm. I can actually lean over and see now from my desk, so that's really cool. Um, we, Ellie, we just got the uh, the Queer Eye set, actually. Ellie was looking for that one. Yeah. Um, I know she's at the Lego store today because, um, cause one, she's like, I'm going out. I was like, okay, I got to record, and I got nothing to do, so cool and she called me and she's like hey do we have this set and i'm like are you at the lego store and she goes no and i heard in the background ma'am is this gonna be all for you and i'm like oh god (laughs) our bank account um but i told her i'm like if if they have vader's meditation chamber please get that because i have not like seen that one yet like physically seen it in front of me like i know it exists i just have it was one of those, I'm like, I will buy it if I stumble across it. I'm not huh. going to actively order it online because it is a impulse buy. So yeah. I told him, like, if you see it today. A couple times, yeah. I haven't. I don't know if it's just because I only go to certain stores and it's like an exclusive maybe, or I just haven't been to the Lego store recently. Hmm. I don't know what's causing that one for me. But <laughs> no, I, w- I wanted to hit you with that. Um, <clears throat> in all honesty, I am a little jealous of you having the DeLorean. The Lego DeLorean, because that, yeah, because yeah. that, that was, was uh, early on in in the days when they were starting to uh, really take some of these like suggested sets seriously. I think mm-hmm. you know the ideas and um, I forget what the QSO or something like that. I forget what the what the collaboration there was, but um, I I heard that they're maybe going to do another one. Ooh, if, if they do another one, I'm definitely that, that 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 is a must buy for me. Yeah, um, it's not quite as refined as some of the stuff coming out these days. So yeah, uh, so I I could see them doing uh, another one of that. Um, so going from talking about your passion with Legos to talking about your passion with Twitch streaming and gaming. Oh boy, top three games. I'm. I, I hate you with the hard stuff earlier, ending this with, with, with the, some a little bit of out-of-the-box stuff we might not know about you. Top three games of all time. All time. Um, in in your opinion. In your opinion. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. All right, all right. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And... Boy, it's it is hard to choose three. I mean, there's there's been a bunch. I I think I picked ten on my timeline once on Facebook. You know, when, in one of those challenges to be like, what, which ones uh, have really made an impact on your life, kind of thing. Blah blah yeah. blah. Um, I might have to go with Goldeneye on the third one, just because I have some really great memories of that, and I think that really kicked off some of the the first person um, mm-hmm. multiplayer shoot 'em up games. Uh, I I remember many a time playing Goldeneye against friends and stuff like that. I remember yeah. many a time having all four controllers and yelling at people for screen looking. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. And then then we got into Halo um, when I got into to college. Like Goldeneye was high school, Halo college, and then yeah, it was all screaming at each other um, for screen watching and and all all that fun stuff but um so you know the the first halo just uh that's that's got an honorable mention because of uh basically the same uh environment and and 
how it spawned other stuff. But um, uh, Blood Omen Legacy of Cain was always a really cool game. Mm-hmm. Um, is there Mario Paint? I, I remember growing <laughs> up uh, composing stuff on, on the, the little music thing for that. That was that probably led to, to me doing it later in life. So yeah, those those are some of the Final, Final Fantasy VII. I think well, that was a big chunk of of time spent on that one. <laughs> awesome. No, I just wanted because I, I I know your game and everything. I wanted to hit hit you with that because if someone hits me with that, I'm like, well, I'll say this now, but I guarantee if you ask me in two weeks, it'll be sure. a different list. Because yeah, you're right. It it depends on what my mood is. It depends on what I'm thinking about at the time. Because normally yeah. I try to include a Halo, but it yeah, just depends on when you hit me. I, I and that one that one's more for like the memories of you know of playing and uh, I think it was an important just in gaming history that it it led to a lot of um, a, a lot of other games in that genre. Yeah. But um, um, I, I haven't even mentioned Assassin's Creed or Skyrim. You know, like these are some great games too um, that I I. I played a lot of um but it's it's hard it's what are your top three god i knew i was gonna get asked this and me, me and ellie always joke about completely trying to avoid these questions for our show because it's like in it'll be like well actually you said this three months and it's like it just depends on my mood um so so as of right now then if i were to go with my opinion right now of top three games of all time for me Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time because of my childhood memories of playing it. God of War for the PlayStation 4, the one where it's in Norse mythology because mm. of the story of the evolution of the character of Kratos and the weirdness of the fact that when I played the originals, I was just an angry teenager, just like Kratos was an angry god killer Mm. and i'm playing this one where kratos has a kid again and is trying to be a parent and i have kids now it (laughs) it was it was a weird like thing to where like yeah yeah, it's it's weird because i'm like the game the original ones hit me in one way i can still play them but these this one hit me as like wow this and just the whole mythology thing's awesome so there's those two (sighs) And then, see, I get stuck on what what I want to say next. Because I'm like, what's it going to be? Am I going to point out, like, I don't know. I want to say Halo. Hmm. Like, I want to. I, I want to say Halo. And it, but it's like, which one? Because yeah. Yeah. two was the one I first played. Then I went back and played one. Three was one I worked for a certain gaming distributor at the time company, you, you, you stop there at a game place to buy games. You might say, <laughs> I remember the launch for that. I remember being there with people dressed up in master chief outfits with people mm. having like, I, it was the like societal impact of that. Like the trailers and stuff leading up to it too were really cool. Yeah. Like yeah. the the little like stop motion things. I know they did one where it was like it, it it was basically taken as like like you know you you'd have World War II or Vietnam veterans talking about, "Oh, I remember when we were here at this." 
but it was taken from the aspect of these were people that were with Master Chief during the battle talking yeah. about it. It was <laughs> it, it was a really cool like lead up to the game to have all this pomp and circumstance for a game that I mean ended like a series mm-hmm. for the time being. So I I guess that would be my pick at the moment. Gotcha. Ocarina of Time, because, I mean, yeah, Zelda Ocarina of Time, because it was the first Zelda game I played. It was the first game I beat that actually felt like an accomplishment. God mm-hmm. of War, because my love of mythology and just an am- taking a very one-dimensional kill, kill, kill character and turning him into somebody that you could sympathize and empathize with. Hmm. And as before, if we sympathize and empathize with Kratos, it's like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> now it's like, you're not sympathizing with them. What's wrong with you? And then, yeah. of course, Halo for its cultural impact. Wow, you, 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 you turned the interviewer and the, the interviewee with that. Um, well, I'm I'm sure you could go on about many other things, sir. But I do want to hit you with one more thing. I know you have a project coming up that's not the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you, as predetermined by your um, cohort in this, when I did ask you about this a month or two ago. Um, to give you the floor to to discuss this upcoming project. Well, we are uh, in the middle of making a a feature-length documentary uh, about Anza Borrego State Park in Southern California. And um, Derek Hayes from Monsters Among Us and I are working on this together. And it's been in the works uh, for a couple of years now just because uh, of COVID, mostly. Um, Right when we ended our Kickstarter. Basically, everything shut down for COVID. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, and so we've Kickstarted this uh, project to do this 90-minute... Uh, well, we're shooting for 90-minute. It might be a little longer, but um, it's a feature-length film uh, about all the weird stuff that happens in Anza Borrego. And we have, uh, we've deemed it the Borrego Triangle um, because there's stories of cryptids, of UFO sightings, uh, military presence and uh, ghost stories, all in this um, uh, basically this this triangular area of Southern California, which is mostly desert. And um, we went out there. We've we've been on two film shoots uh, out there, and this is you know I think the the lowest temperature wise it got was maybe 112, 115, um, and it was uh it's it's been a blast to put together um and it's gonna be it's when it finally releases and right now we're in the editing phase which is nice um Derek and I are are busy writing up some stuff and uh a guy we've got um doing the editing for us is is putting all the uh stuff together and seeing if he can cut something that looks you know like a like a film um but all the all the uh information and uh storytelling and history uh that Derek and I do on our podcasts are going into this film and the area the shots we got the the place out there is just gorgeous it's really going to it's going to be amazing to look at um and hopefully Derek and I can match the um environment enough in the writing and the storytelling and the um, interviews and, and, and information that we put out there about this area, 
hopefully we can match the the environment with that but um it's called shadows in the desert and we are we are looking at probably an early spring 2022 release for this um but it's going to have animation um it's going to have inter- you know interviews with experts and witnesses it's going to have us on site looking at the stuff going out into the desert and walking around and looking uh, at things and discussing it and it's going to have like crazy drone shots that are pretty amazing uh so it's it's a lot of fun and i i hope it's uh i hope it's going to come together like we are are trying to get it to <laughs> so and and i hope everybody uh enjoys it it's like i said it's just going to be basically a, a blend of blurry photos and monsters among us podcasts in visual film uh cinematic mode you know so we're very excited about it and um it's getting closer the the ball is rolling again there for a long time we couldn't do anything uh with it but we've we've got the film um done the editing's being worked on the animation's being worked on we've got our our poster for it you know which oh man god that is the (laughs) Love, I'm, awesome? I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Off of just, I, I want that on my wall. We've, we've got. I think you're, you're on the Kickstarter, right? So I, 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 I am. I don't know what level, posters. but yeah. But well, I was about to say, I, I need one for every room of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this. It's the guy that we got to do it. He's doing our animation too, and it's just kind of this '80s Goonies style poster. And um, yeah, we were, we were real excited for it. Um, so Derek has a hat on in the poster. Derek's so we've got good. a hat on. I've, Thank I've got God. <laughs> my glasses and mustache done up. So, um, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And, uh, it will be nice when it's, when it's done, um, for, you know, for a variety of reasons. But, uh, I think our fans, I think people who like what we bring, uh, with our shows will really appreciate it, get a kick out of it. And, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it, uh, how it goes down if if people really really like it you know maybe we'll do another one uh say in alaska or somewhere cold Ooh, <laughs> I, I was i was about to say so what so what degree of sunburn did you get or where does where's the part in your body you found out i didn't know i could burn there that bad i i was a good boy and put on my sunscreen for this trip i actually got sunburned the week before going out there the first time so i'm wearing Setting a lot of a long base layer and, yeah i mean i am I'm, I'm like i can't wear short sleeves or roll up my sleeves for this shoot because my arms look like you know the mummy but um i i had actually because i'm in colorado now and we're closer to the sun which means you get baked <laughs> a lot quicker and without knowing it um and so i i was rocking a a nice sunburn the first shoot <laughs> and then um the second one was fine like i people have asked me that they're like wow you've been out to the desert and you're not like a, a lobster right now and i'm like I, dude i i don't mess around with the sun <laughs> i i, hate I went, the sun. i don't want to mess around with it i went biking one time and forgot to put sunscreen on and that was like the tan i had because i was wearing a very particular shirt of how it was cut and like you could it's still my 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 tan lines on my back are that exact like how that shirt's cut 
on the back. And I'm like, I don't know how I burn. Like, I wasn't even out for that long, but I'm like, I don't know how I burned that perfectly. And it, I tried to and, even it out. Won't oh, yeah, work. You can't. No. Like, the nope. first burn you get is, is the burn you have. Like that's... It sets it, it, it set in. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very excited for, your guy, for, for this upcoming project you guys are working on and everything. Um, I, I love the poster. Very excited. I'm glad everything was able to get rolling on again. I didn't want to bug you guys too much about it, but I was like, I want to, I want to see this. So I was very excited to know that it's coming soon, and I'm sure we'll, we'll do a fantastic night at nights at the round table discussion on it. <laughs> we should, you should do it with uh, two other guys. Just, and, just, and, just get two other random people and just, yeah, and just rip it apart like, like we do <sighs> with the other stuff. Um, we'll, we'll, we, we will see what happens um, with that. Um, speaking of that, a final question for you today, sir. What is the worst thing we've covered on uh, nights at the round table, in your opinion? Let's see. The worst thing. Because there's stuff you forget we watched, by the way. Because I was like, did we watch the Meg? Oh, we did watch the Meg. For sure, you know I don't. I wouldn't say it's the Meg. Um, I don't know if I'd say it was La Llorona either. I know those were ones that were that Derek had up there. Been. It might have been. Um, what was one of the uh, old ones? Uh, I'm trying to think of one of the, the old. It, it might have been that the, the, one. the Hitler and the Bigfoot. You know that was disappointing, but I I don't even think I think it was the one where Dan Aykroyd was was one of the interviewees. Oh, and, and it was the, all about the the dude with that was like sweaty and greasy, and it was a close up on his face. Not Dan Aykroyd, but the guy who made the film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like um interview with Dan. Ay- it's it's like some it's called something weird. It's like interview with Dan Aykroyd. And I swear that was one I picked too. So good to know I I had something to do with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find it, but I know, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Cause it's like weirdly shot, like up people's noses <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah. It, it was I a bad enjoy one. Those round tables. I, it's, um, I don't know. I, I sometimes, uh, I wonder if people think we're, we're too harsh or, or too high on our own supply up in our ivory towers or something. But uh, I was about know, to say, I, don't, don't worry. You've got something coming out that could easily no i'm joking i'm sure it would no, be people, great <laughs> i i think people will rip it apart yeah i mean if if we were super true believers and and you know um top experts in the field that people wanted at every conference and they wanted to hear us you know lie about um how ghosts are are uh grinding up against us at any moment at any given moment and um bigfoot is you know gonna get you at any given moment like people love to hear that stuff and and confirm their biases and Derek and I just don't work that way and so I'm I'm predicting we'll probably get a lot of hate for the film um but at least it will be pretty <laughs> to look at awesome um well if if for some reason people are still wondering where to find you where's the best place to find you sir the best or place... or to find more information on uh, your upcoming Shadows in the desert, yes, or the podcast. Um, well, all the so above for the podcast. You know, just search uh, Blurry Photos Podcast anywhere: um, Google, Apple. Um, I'm I'm basically everywhere on there, and then um, 
blurryphotos.org is the web website you can go to. Uh, you can follow blurry underscore photos on Twitter. Um, and I'm on Instagram as well. And the, uh, the documentary right now, we've only got the, um, the Kickstarter page, uh, set up for it, but that'll give you all the information so far about it. Uh, if you're interested in learning more and just go to kickstarter.com and, uh, search for shadows in the desert and, um, you'll, you'll be able to find it pretty easily and we'll probably get something, you know, more substantial set up in the near future once it gets closer to release. But that's uh, I, what we're hoping for is to get some kind of trailer cut together before the year's out uh, to at least tease people and, <laughs> you know, show them that that stuff's happening and, and we're getting it put together. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for that stuff on, on our social media and um, uh, sub- subscribe, punch that uh, like button and... <laughs> <laughs> Ring that bell, whatever the kids say these days. All right, awesome. Oh, and Twitch, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Twitch TV slash Blurry Photos. Um, I usually stream uh, Thursdays and Saturdays, um, and sometimes I'll pop in randomly. Other than that, and sometimes uh, I'm on there with the Zinger. So we'll yes, uh, we'll have to play that. Uh, what is it? Tribes of Midgard. Yes, I need to. I need to play more of that. I've I've been away from it for a little bit, and I'm having I haven't withdrawals. Even, I haven't cracked it open yet, so I don't know what. Uh, it's it's worth it to an extent I, I i don't know i haven't played with people and i've heard that's where it really gets good is where you actually have people like you know how um how Val valheim was like good mm-hmm. on its own like sure. just just you was like eh, this is okay and then you got people and it's like oh this is fun same concept apparently gotcha I, so. I mean, we, we barely even scratched the surface of Valheim. Um, oh, we could always go back to that, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm still down for, for playing that. That's a, that's a fun time. But, uh, yep, yep. yeah, just let me know. We'll jump on there. Anytime, man. All right, well, you, dear listener, you know where to find Zygnus. You can find it where you find all great podcasts. So make sure to check out more episodes of Zygnus at Zygnus.com and follow us on Instagram at Zygnus Podcast and Twitter at Zygnus. So, till next time, bye! (laughs) You ruined the show!